What has she been convicted of, Isaac? Convicted? Of course, what? she's not going to get convicted no, of anything. No, because there's nothing there. That, it, there's nothing just, there. It's just not the case. Look, she, she uh, got... Lay, lay one... She, when did she, I just when was told she in jail you, again? her guy... Her guy that, paid listen, to start violence at Trump's think, rallies. You Why think don't you that care about Hillary that? had a backroom talk with them and Absolutely. said, hey, one dude, what would be great is if you could go to a Trump rally one day and kick up some dust. Absolutely. Isaac, that's Absolutely. nuts. Dude, the same guy. Really? You this, think that? Dude. Shut up, shut up and sit down. Put your headphones on, Isaac. Right. Isaac doesn't know how to stay equidistant from the mic at all times, so we've had a lot of audio problems and complaints. Yeah. yeah. Well, our last one was horrible. All centered around him. Yeah. Isaac God. breaking the rules. What a... What Maddie will listen sometimes. What's yeah. the most recent one you listen to? Uh, just that rash of ones that I talked to you about. Uh, uh, the, Black, so, the Black Lives Matter ah, yes. podcast, which Classic. was one of my favorites. <laughs> it was a rash. Yeah, it was a rash. Uh, it left me a little uh, hot and bothered. Matteo's episode is probably the best thing um, that I did in the, the old days. <laughs> I would say you guys' episode was great. Really good. That took a turn I didn't expect, and uh, I... Charles talked to me even then. He's like, well, you're going to come back next year. We're going to talk again. And I thought that's not going to happen because I doubt we walk away friends from this. But uh, no, we did. And our relationship has deepened. <laughs> Metaphorically. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting year for me and I think for the world. Maddie, wouldn't let me post it at first. Uh, that's right. He had a hold on it. And I was annoyed because I was like, I have this jewel in <laughs> you are so computer. kind i'm getting really i'm it's already warm in here now uh, I'm it's, blushing. yeah it's hot it gets out in here no i think i was captivated though i remember listen i remember listening to it on the subway mm-hmm. and i was like i didn't want to get off the subway i was just like i gotta see how this turns out because <laughs> like you guys were really going to like i feel like the depths of your like personality and he was you know just like browbeating you for sure but it was also yeah. kind of like well you know revealing though it you was know? very revealing yeah, yeah. And, and i didn't really realize at the time because i didn't feel like that in the moment of uh, that actually charles was actually trying to understand what was happening and i was taking a few things you know really deeply personally and uh i was a little bit held prisoner i think to the voices in my head I was trying to put him in the bully category and uh, didn't see that actually he was really trying to understand. And it was a really good lesson for me because um, it's also helped me with audiences uh, doing comedy since. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Matt is a very skilled comedian that no, yeah. is completely incapable of viewing himself that way. Yeah, uh, that's true. So well, yeah. So he was also right about some of that stuff about your own self-defeating sort of thing. Right. And it was like, yeah, I could see how that would be helpful, you know? And yeah, Manuel projects confidence on stage, and he's very on point, and he doesn't yeah. meander. 
and instead he sees himself uh, in this bizarre... In this bad way, like, yeah, He talks about sick. himself in a way that I'm like, I don't know who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just hyper aware in those moments, like, you know, when... I, I think that a millisecond is like a good five minutes sometimes. Yeah. And I think that I read the audience a certain way and then I start to try to recover from that. And yeah. meanwhile, you, no time has gone by. Do you feel like you get in your head too much? Um, I do, but it's, it's, it's actually the opposite. It's not that I get in my head. It's that I've actually been thrown wildly deeply into the depths of my heart. And inside of that space, there are no words. There is no logic. I'm pure emotion. And so it's really hard to be objective in that space because uh, all the feels are happening and I'm just trying to manage that. So thankfully, I think the greatest thing about stand-up is that there are words that you write and work on and prepare so that when you do get on stage, you hope that um, that preparedness is what saves the day. And it does for me. Um, but at any given point, yeah, who knows where I'm at? I don't even know where I'm going to be, which makes uh, going up there every time a gamble, but it, I, but I also think it kind of keeps it fresh and there's a certain electricity that happens and I need to do it. Uh, I've tried to walk away from, from stand up a couple of times and like, I'm going to focus real hard on my screenplays now. And, uh, no, I just need that release and I need to be in that space. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you guys see what I thought of when I saw your thing is, uh, did you guys see end of the tour about David Foster Wallace? Oh, the documentary. I haven't seen it. It wasn't yet. a documentary. Oh, the, was, the movie. Yeah, Jason Siegel played no. David Foster Wallace, a great writer. Mm-mm. And there's a re- it's all recordings of actual David Foster Wallace. So it's things he actually said. Mm-hmm. And he has this whole speech about what happens when you make it as, as somebody who this whole time has been like a struggling artist who doesn't make it. And it's like you set up this world for yourself when you are struggling where... Only the people who make it are, in a way, sellouts, or there's something wrong with them, or something like that. And we stack because we're sensitive people. We we do that to the people who do make it, and then when you make it, you have to then <laughs> judge yourself by that same metric that you've thought about things for so long, and it can kill you because it's like, how do you ever get over that hump from? Anybody who makes it is a piece of shit or, or they don't get it, right? To now I am one of them. How do you like take that transition? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it seems to me like you, that sensitivity is why you're so talented and it's why David Foster Wallace was so talented. But it also can be really killer when it comes to success because it's like everything in you wants to still sympathize with that guy who's not successful. Yeah. Um, success is a really strange thing in my world because my husband is very successful. Oh, really? Okay. He is uh, a line producer and yeah. he's produced uh, Silicon Valley, oh, the cool. comeback for Lisa Kudrow, um, love for Judd Apatow. And right now he's on a show counterpoint that's going to debut on stars next year, which is, uh, Morton Tildum's, uh, television project. And so my husband earns a lot of money. And uh, we're building a house, for instance, <laughs> on a hill. And um, I, we both thought um, it would feel differently in terms of like, you know, having financial stability. 
but it just really hasn't meant a whole lot to me. I know. I know exactly how you feel. Isaac's in the same boat. I'm in the exact same boat right now. With your uh, advertising job. Yeah, I just got this like decent advertising job and it's like... You think, oh, like I which we're counting down till the end of February. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that? <laughs> I'm sure. Remember the psychic, it. right? Yeah. Has predicted, right? That. I remember that episode. I yeah. actually listened to that episode too, which I loved. You like that one? I thought he was insanely insightful. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, well, he is great. Vidal's great. <laughs> Should do a reading with <laughs> he's him. He's got a. You know that he's Gore Vidal's nephew. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. I'm you a should've... political junkie. So uh, yeah, my grandfather was a United States congressman. He represented East Los Angeles for 20 years. And he was uh, an assemblyman on the state of Assembly of California. And then he was a mayor of my hometown when I was born. And uh, so politics is something that's sort of in my blood as well. Are you named after him? I am. Oh, cool. And uh, for the listeners, they can look him up. Matthew G. Martinez. Uh, he uh, didn't have a GED. For, oh, he had a GED, for instance, and, and made it all the way to Congress. He you, was a small businessman. You worked on his campaign in 2000. Is that what you told me? I worked on his campaign since the day I was born. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was like trotted out. Because every two of, years he had to... That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just newspapers, local newspapers, and then, uh, you know, all kinds of press over the years. So I kind of had to be a little, you know, articulate. So you're politically involved from a young age. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a junkie now. Like yeah. uh, I listen to Chris Matthews uh, every night before I go to bed. I wake up to Morning Joe every morning. Uh, Rachel Maddow on drives. Have you seen my picture with Chris Matthews? No. That's, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> I all I can say guy. about Chris I love that guy. <laughs> my dad loved Chris Matthews because they're both from Philadelphia. And they, yeah, had, yeah. they had a similar uh, kind of bearing and outlook on politics. So... I did take a picture with Chris Matthews at one Love point. Love that guy. Yeah, my dad was really hyper political. My dad was Republican uh, and was involved with Republican politics in the '60s. Um, what does he think of all this now? He's dead, so oh, he doesn't. So nothing. He Sorry would be. Uh, <laughs> he would be spinning in his grave. Right. Um, yeah. He he was a conservative Republican until George Bush took office, and he said, "I'm out." W. Yeah, yeah George W. Bush. He was okay. he was into George H. W. And Reagan and stuff, but yeah, he he called the old card. He called the Bush administration fascists, and he completely flipped and voted for Obama twice before he oh, died. Nice. And he would have been uh, mortified at the current state of the Republican Party. I agree. Uh, with uh, he's being, a Northeastern Republican, and they with being sort of crazy, scarcely exist about what's happened to the Republican Party. Yeah, I actually also have political groups. I in Chicago, I worked on Tom Tunney, who was the first gay alderman ever in the whole city. I worked oh, wow. on his campaign. Yeah, wow. When I was in high school, I, I actually fucked something up really big. Okay. So on this is a, one of the most embarrassing stories of my life. They, I was like a total not focused young man. And I was working on this campaign because I was super into politics. And, you know, he was cool. He was a really interesting guy. He was like a restaurateur who was gay. And he was running for the the mayor of like Lakeview slash Boys Town, which is like the nicest neighborhood in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave me all these pamphlets to hand out to put on people's doors to remind them to vote the next day. Okay. And they were like, okay, we'll, we'll give you a bunch of beer. Like, literally, they were paying me in beer. I was, like, 18. Okay. And if you go and, like, put these on doors, because they were clearly desperate. So me and my friends went and just put these things on all these doors. 
And the next morning is election day and we wake up and I get a call at like six or like, no, I guess it must have been like 930 being like, did you put the wrong polling places on the wrong doors? And they had been like custom made. So I was supposed to put them on like actual people's doors. So I put like thousands of these things on doors that were like sending them to the wrong places. And they were like so furious like i was like totally persona non grata for this today he won and i went to the like winning party and they were just like get the fuck out of here like you are a total <laughs> failure yeah wow really that's devastating i yeah. would have what, died what's going on with tom tunney now is he still in politics it's actually a fucking good question i don't know i was just there back on like halstead the, the other night i was there last weekend and i assume he's still the guy i don't know uh you, he seemed like he had a trajectory going somewhere else, so maybe he's bigger. But I, I should look. I um, I, I'm going to ask a dumb question. What what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, we're gonna t- we wanted to talk about the election and specifically. Oh, okay. okay. Um, specifically Hillary Clinton. Okay. Um, because uh, I don't know if you know my you know, my preference. No. my I voted for Bernie in the primary. Right. I wanted Bernie to go. Okay. But I settled for Clinton. Got it. You know, I voted for her in the election, et cetera. Okay. Um, and one of, the, one of the big questions I've had lately is like, with Clinton support, especially very strident Clinton supporters, people that were 100% in with her, is are they still satisfied with, do they think Clinton was the choice to have gone with? And I'm not doing either Bernie or her. I'm just doing, was she the one that should have been run against Donald Trump? Is she the person? Do you think, as a Clinton supporter, that she, if you had to do it all over again, knowing what you do now, you'd run her again or you'd run somebody else? I I think that we really weren't, nobody took into account, least of all the Republicans and Donald Trump, of that the silent majority is still... A majority. And I don't think that has anything to do with Hillary. I've been, there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking going on. And one of the things that I've been sort of troubled by is the fact that not a lot of people are talking about Russia's involvement in this campaign in terms of hacking just one side and Comey's letter demoralizing the Democrats in a way that I don't think anybody really fully appreciates. Sure, she cited that herself in her call with her donors. But it's not a national news story. Right. They want to blame Hillary, and people want to look at Hillary. And I don't think Hillary's necessarily the problem. I think there were problems. For instance, I think the way that they treated Bernie and Bernie supporters after he lost was uh, maybe not the best choice because it turns out he was speaking to to the constituency with the message that needed to be championed. And she said, that's a single issue. And I'm more than that. And she is more than that. Uh, but in terms of strategy, blew it, right? Really blew it. But that's because I think all of us, uh, liberals, if that's what you want to call us, although I'm going to say like semi enlightened people (laughs) to whom decency still matters. Um, I think, we were complacent and we took for granted just how much we'd actually been making our point these past eight years. For instance, I really felt that night like Bruce Willis at the end of The Sixth Sense. 
here's, here's this kid who you're trying to make a connection with, who's scared of you, who you reassure and battle through the awkwardness. And then finally, when you think you're getting close and you're making sense and you're being seen, you realize you've been dead to them the whole time. This was never going to work. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't bust my chops over that. <laughs> God, yeah, if you don't know the end of The Sixth Sense by now, it's, it's too late. You're not an American. Don't you think that there's, some, there's a lot of assumption, though, that the vote for Donald Trump... I, th- I feel like a lot of people are making this idea that uh, a vote for Donald Trump was a vote against them versus uh, people voting for Donald Trump more... Uh, having to do with themselves. I, I feel like there's a lot of people on the left, um, particularly of various minority groups, that are like, this is, a, you know, people voted against me because they don't like that I'm whatever. But I sort of feel like that's that's kind of looking at it not 100% right. I think that's attaching too much value to this idea that a lot of people on the left have about Trump voters um, that may not be true. It may have a lot less to do with, um, you know, homophobia or misogyny or, or racism than than is really the case. And that's what I worry is that a lot of leftists are taking the leftists, a lot of liberals are taking the wrong message from that vote. And that, that that's going to be this thing where, um, you know, the wrong strategy is implemented Again. going forward. Yeah. That may be the case, but um, you can't deny the real emotional hurt that has just been... If, if you're a minority of any status, yeah. these last 18 months have been absolutely bruising, consistently, weekly, because every week, somebody that you identified with was being targeted by this man, whether that was a gold star family, a handicapped person, a woman, uh, a fat woman... Um, a, a Latina, a former beauty contestant. I mean, uh, you can't, as a gay person, feel any kind of uh, sense of, uh, you know, okayness about Mike Pence being no, our sure, vice president. Totally. But of as far as in terms of the the homosexual electorate, if it was going to be a Republican. It's Trump is way more pro-gay rights than any other Republican you were going to get in there. You okay, know? sure. But again, the, I think but the he's question also on surrounding the, himself with anti-gay ghouls. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens when he gets in office and see and see what happens with that thing. But I just feel like you would have been way worse off with Jeb Bush in there on gay rights, you know? Maybe, but that's not the question on the question on the table. The question on the table is, are they justified to feel the way that they do? We can't get to. We can't use our heads until we process what's going on in our. It's hearts. not. About, that's not my point. My point is not about justification. I, I agree that people, and we had this discussion earlier with Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree that people are right to feel negative feelings and stuff, and blah blah blah. But in terms, you know, the way to protect minorities and the way to protect uh, people that are disadvantaged uh, in this circumstance, because he's taking office in two months. The way to protect them is not to worry about processing. And I'm sorry people feel that way, but there's got to be action and there's got to be a plan. And there's got to be a recognition that our feelings, while important, uh, you know, they can't dictate how Trumpism is handled 100%. 
That's that's my big worry is that we're going to kind of descend into leftist politics and and make this about feeling, oh, I, I feel bad, I feel... And it's I'm not saying it's not right to feel those things, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, but there is a tendency with liberals to make it all about that. And it's got to be about sure. something you else. Sure. And my, your... and my counter to that would be that white people took black lives matter personally. What I'm saying is that that's a human thing to do. And I, I'm not going to begrudge anybody their pain uh, not, to I'm, a lot of people. Go ahead. I, I'm missing your point. So no, you... it's not about, I'm not saying I begrudge it. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm also saying that it's not particularly effective. I also think that we've been through so much these again, as a, as a community uh, collectively on the left, uh, that we know better, but that's not time. It's not time for that yet. I know I that for it, instance, we, we ain't got time. Like January 20th, that guy's a president, right? But we're still, we're still in the process too, of selecting new leadership in the party. I think Larry, or is it Larry Allison? Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison. That's what I'm thinking of the CEO, uh, Oracle. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, he, I think is going to, you know, emerge as a, as a, as a true champion of maybe the new, um, Democrat way. I think president Obama is going to continue to play a very, very big role. People are already looking to him. The Clintons, I think the sun is set on, uh, on them a little bit, but, but, but for the wrong reasons, not because they're not effective people, but it is, it's just because. It didn't. It turned out they didn't know exactly what they were doing. Well, it turned out that the people picking them didn't know what they were doing. And and the the danger here, and I think this is maybe what Charles is saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a Bernie guy. Identity politics were a major reason why we picked Hillary. You know, I mean, that yeah. side got so obsessed with this story of the first woman that they didn't stop to say, is this the right woman? Is this the woman that we want to be up there? And this was a woman with the highest unpopularity rating ever, who had lost a primary to Obama, who basically would have lost a primary to Bernie had there not been nefarious... Yeah, okay, fine, maybe not necessarily, but there was nefarious shit to make her win. I I, this, I don't completely agree with that, but okay. Well, let's say that that's the case. This was a this was an establishment, a leftist establishment that was not living in the world as the world is. They were living in the world as they wanted the world to be, and exactly as you said, Michigan, Wisconsin, Philly, Bernie destroyed Clinton in all those places. And because this election was not about the story that Clinton was telling, it was about a part of this country that whose wages haven't raised in sure. 40 years. You know, I mean, that's you can't deny that. Right. But Whether or not but, that's right or wrong, you have to Let's back be up realistic. a little, though, because I think what's important is that I, I do not like the sort of uh, conspiracy theory around the fact that maybe Hillary was given some kind of advantage by the, by the party. The truth of that is that even in the WikiLeaks documents that came out, that but shed a light on all of that. Though they had contemplated playing dirty against Bernie, they didn't act upon that. That ended up not being part of how Hillary won. That's very important to, to acknowledge. Number two, at the end of the day, more people voted for Hillary than they did for Bernie, which is not to say that Bernie's message wasn't right and didn't end up being vindicated in the end. 
it, it did. But let's not forget that more people looked at Hillary and thought she's the person who can bring the most amount of change realistically in terms of her political chops. Bernie's not our guy. Yeah, but if if the DNC and all of this, first of all, so I'm not actually sure that that's true about the fact that they didn't do dirty tricks. They did spin the press against Bernie. They did the first of all, the but but, let, thing, but let's, I'll right? stop you right there. The press turns out to be a non-factor in this election because you couldn't you couldn't be more in the bag for Hillary than the national media in this yeah, country, sure. and they have been rendered completely. They have been shown to be completely powerless and ineffectual in affecting the body politic. So let's just make sure that we don't. <laughs> I think the other but, thing, but maybe they were effective in the primary. They just weren't. That's as selective. Effective. That's very selective, Isaac. Well, I, but I would say I would say that there was nefarious activity. They were painting. You know, they were well, using his think, religion. Well, remember? Go, I mean, that's that, offensive. That was, but they didn't do it. That was discussed, and they didn't do it. Is that true? You tell me what national uh, headlines came out and said, "Don't vote for the Jew." Yeah, the other thing to, I don't know. That's a good point. The other thing with Bernie that I bring up sometimes is I don't really think that the Bernie and the Bernie crowd at the outset expected to get as far as they no, did. No, well, neither so did the Trump crowd. Their their campaign structure was not a hundred percent as effective as it probably could have been. Um, unlike the case with Obama, who really built, who who was like, I I have a good chance of of, of defeating Hillary in the primaries. I'm going to build a real situation, you know, a real campaign that's going to beat her. I think Bernie's thing was more of an insurgent attempt, and then when it took off the way that it did, they were kind of caught unaware. So I'm, I think I do, you know, I definitely think the DNC was had their finger on the scales, but I also think that Bernie's. Uh, campaign just wasn't a hundred percent i just have to correct the language here <laughs> I, really, I really do charles because it isn't about having the finger on the scale for hillary it's about having you know when we looked at the bench of democratic candidates martin o'malley the, the man Bel is lovely believe me but a human marshmallow believe me yeah. you're not going to find argument on that point bernie was a phenomenon yeah, yeah. just like trump you know and that has that has this idea this again, as president obama would say this notion that the scale was tipped in, in hillary's favor it was the the party was set up to to go to their clutch player and even in the heat of that very very intense battle remained as objective as possible. Wow, I don't think they have made it as objective as possible. And certainly, the whole idea that Hillary was their clutch player is ridiculous. Hillary was not their clutch player. Hillary who, was the opposite of their clutch player. Well, who, 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 what Hillary candidate? had the highest negatives of any person that has ever been nominated on that side. Right, but if you're, if you're somebody who's looking, you know, sort of optimistically at like, you know, what what is possible and again because i said this earlier i think we took for granted how far this country has come in terms of how they view women in terms of how they view gays in terms of how they view minorities see but you're bringing it back to this thing that all the people that voted against trump are are they don't get that gays and women are equal and i would say that yes there is a well, percentage of them right. that are I, like I that i actually agree with that but i should i'm, I'm going to try to it's i have a very sort of nuanced way of looking at this but i'm i i'm going to 
if, if I may, yeah, go ahead. I think that most people that listen to Donald Trump actually knew that most of the sh- crazy shit that came out of his mouth was kind of funny because he himself is trying to, he, I think he's, you know, a real frustrated comic. The, yeah, the truth is that a clown. Uh, 55 to 37% of Americans believe gay marriage should be legal. Uh, a legal abortion, 56% in favor to 41 opposed. Background checks for gun, 90%. Universal health care, 58% uh, pro, 37% against. And we've seen him in the day since the election say he's not going to repeal Obamacare. Um, and Americans overwhelmingly agree that immigration helps the country more than it hurts, 59 to 33%. So I agree with you. I don't think Americans were voting on the policies. They also, he had none. <laughs> and he's changed his, his mind, I think, something like 175 times on 23 policies. This was something else. Well, first of all, where are you getting those statistics? Where is that from, those statistics? Uh, oh, you know what? I don't have a bibliography, but I think I pulled them from well, time. What, what are we learning? <laughs> what are we Exactly. What, are, what have we learned? We've learned that these stats, these polls, they're not real. They're fake. Right. Every single poll in America said that Clinton was going to win by a landslide. Well, it and depends on the poll. The, so you know, stats are not. There's some polls that are more accurate than others because it's dependent on, like exit polls are more accurate than than pre-election polls, mainly because you're you're polling the people that actually went to and voted. Do you know what I mean? There's different there's different levels of polling accuracy that are in place. So, you know, one thing we have to be careful of is not to discount all polls just because they were, you know, incorrect about uh, this election, I think. I think the way that they do polls, the way the media does polls where it's like a horse race, it's like, oh, Trump up this week because yeah, this happened. That stuff Clinton is, up this that week. Stuff between, that's just total bullshit. Yeah, the pe- this solid. election was decided three months, many months ago. People right. made up their minds a long fucking time ago. Nothing that happened changed anything. You don't think you know? that Comey uh, depressed Democratic turnout? I think that this was a candidate that had as many flaws as you could possibly have. And the DNC chose her over a guy who had virtually no flaws That's, because she was a woman. Well, wait think, a second. We didn't have Oppo research out on Bernie. It's hindsight's twenty twenty for sure, right? So, and who knows what would have came out, as we were saying in the last episode. You, there, <laughs> yeah. there are some things that you know, I will not say in polite company <laughs> to your listeners. I saw Oppo research on Bernie that was very damn That was bad? Mm-hmm. How did you see that? What kind of inside hook do you have? Uh, friends who still work. Wow. In the party. Okay. So maybe there was something. Yeah, okay. So, hey, I can't argue Fully with that. readily available on the internet, oh, kids, right. at home, if that's something that you want to do. What is it? some of that stuff down. What is it? Uh, just some of the time that he spent, uh, for instance, you know, uh, well, I don't even know. I can't, I don't want to say. It's super gross. Well, if it's, if it's <laughs> super gross. We were saying child porn. Is it child porn? No, it's not child porn. <laughs> but um, suffice to say... If Bernie had been scrutinized the yeah, way that Hillary sure. had, who knows that he could have stood up to that that scrutiny. And the the, uh, the other thing, too, is that we just... Morality seems to have really flown out the window here. You know, we had, we had Republicans screaming about Michelle Obama's arms, and yet have you seen these pictures of Melania? Oh, well, that's... Wow. That's, I mean... But that's so, both ways. One of, the, one of the... We talked about this... Uh, on a separate episode. Mm -hmm. One of the 
you know, if there's good things to be said about Donald Trump being president, is that I never have to hear from a values voter for the rest of my fucking no, life. No, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm done with Christians. Where I'm not going to listen to any more lectures about this. Nope. Somebody gets caught fucking a prostitute. Don't care. Don't care. Not interested. Yeah. In, Which is good. And that's that being, good for I'll tell you that for the past, since I've come out of the closet, yeah. I have on purpose made myself many pussies (laughs) girl as i made myself as palatable to people on the other side so that i didn't make them uncomfortable so that they would know a gay person who is trying to sort of mainstream himself and comport himself i'm done because it it just turns out that like it really didn't that's why you're wearing booty shorts today you know it (laughs) i wish the i wish the listeners could see these shorts (laughs) She is serving th- 70s roller disco reels. You know, one of the things I've been thinking about, and this is all like thought experiment, who knows? And I don't, I'm not an expert on this stuff. But I think that if, this, if the Republican candidate had been standard, if it had been Rubio or Bush or whoever, Clinton probably would have won handily. She probably just would have, you know, yeah, if it was the a normal... Story, the narrative of this election was about the people in these fucking Rust Belt states who have had their lives destroyed. And... Again, I think maybe 3% of them are racist. You know, like, look at David Duke. He just just ran in Louisiana. It's a little bit more than that. (laughs) David Duke, he got 3% of the vote, man. Like, most Americans are not fucking racist. However, if you're living in some shithole town and you used to have a church, a life, a wife, kids, everything going great, and then suddenly, 20 years later, you have a McDonald's on every corner your world is rotting. Oh, suddenly I moved to fucking Western Florida and now I work at the Verizon store and I'm a 50-year-old white guy. You do feel like, fuck, I had everything taken from me. And while I'm not a racist... I'm going to vote in my own personal interests. And that's or what why, I perceive it well, to be. Yeah, and well, that's why but, you know, but, Bernie but, and but, Trump but I see. Both. But this vote was a vote for setting fire... To the house we all live in. Yeah, that's true. So that we could move next door? So that we could rebuild? I mean, these institutions that people want to explode have taken this country decades to put together. You reform them. You fix them. You invite the other side, if you're, you know, decent people, to to be in on those discussions. And then you go about the work of, of... Tending to your government. But this wasn't about that. This was about, I have to say, to me, these people are pseudo-anarchists in a way. They, And if you're a minority person Pseudo. in this country, um, you know, you kind of feel like, yeah, because white people always get to say what happens. Okay. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong about this. But this is a, we happen to live in a democracy. We also happen to live in a democracy where most of the people in it are white. That's right. So that's not... That's right. It, it, you can't <laughs> really... If these people's lives have been fucked over by the establishment, it's tough to say they shouldn't vote for their interests in that situation. It's one thing if, okay, things are going great for us. I'm going to vote against the black people because fuck the black people. That's horrible. And that's why I voted for Obama twice. Because in the world of the 2000s, I didn't see what I see now. Whereas what I see now is a sick, dying, really ill economy that's not working. 
you know? And right. so, so therefore, I'm the guy in the middle, right? I'm the guy who votes one side, then votes another side. I'm the guy they need to convince. Mm-hmm. And this time, I was not convinced that the pressing issue right now is that the most important thing is that we need a woman president. You know, but like, like that was, she was, for me, it was, that's there's not other she, shit, but that she was wasn't more running important. on that. I, I'm with her, dude. That was the thing. Stronger together was a thing. I feel like it was, I'm with her. I'm what with her think? was something that came out of the Twitter sphere. Yeah. That wasn't an official campaign slogan. Is that true? Yeah. Look it up. I feel like I'm with her was like the thing. Nope. I think they adopted it though, right? They, I think they saw something that was happening grassroots and I think they went with it, but that's not stronger together was, was the campaign. And, and that, you know, you can't chant that at a rally. Yeah. Let's be honest. But that's the other, it's no, yes, we can. That's the other issue with, <laughs> I think Hillary's campaign was that, and we talked, we've, the, the, we've kind of touched on this, the, is that Hillary wasn't speaking a really consistent message the way that Trump was. Right. Like if you look at presidential candidates, right. I'm repeating myself here. Yeah, if, we it, just did. If you're looking at presidential candidates uh, over the in modern hey. times, they all the winners had a had a, a clear message and all the losers were I'm not that guy. Right. And that's what we had this time and I think one of the the big problems was that nobody on the democratic side recognized that this we weren't running in a normal election. Clinton ran a pretty great campaign in a normal election. They had a great yep. uh, convention. It's, right. You know, they did everything right. She won all those debates. She right. won all the debates. Right. You know, right. there's no debating that. There's debating. That. There's no debating. She won all the debates. <laughs> there's no so debating. True. Even, but even by, but even, but, but. There's I, no even, such thing as winning a debate anyway. Well, but, yeah, but, 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 but she, you know, she. The numbers are there, if, Isaac. We're if, not, he's not saying anything that isn't in the. If you're a sentient yeah, human being and you watch those debates, you go, okay, she won. She, she did I think everything she, right. I think she destroyed him the first debate so badly that he never recovered. Like, I think, I think she won the debates. For sure. Like coming out of the debates, but I was way more impressed by Clinton than I was by Trump. By but far. that's what I mean. But I don't think she won each debate. Like, I don't think she won every one. We have a language for that, Isaac, and you can argue it. But but that but that's what I mean. But is Charles that, is correct, I think. Is what I'm saying is yeah. that it didn't matter that they did all this because the election was... was uh, it's not complete, about this. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. complete bizarro world election, right. and the Democrats were treating it like a standard election. Just like we just do these things, and we, and we got it. Yeah, these yeah, awful yeah. things right. that he says, and we go gaff hunting. Uh, we're just we're going to take this one home. And meanwhile, you know, uh, nobody on the Democratic side recognized that like. Holy shit, we've got to. But that's because different. nerds then, ran the election for Hillary. Yeah, yeah totally. Hillary's totally. a nerd. Yeah, and yeah. they're fucking nerds. It's so true. And we got schooled on the playground. Yeah, yeah. you got by to that's the bully. Well, even Absolutely. Her, her, that's exactly that's a it. Real, and that's a psychic and wound. They, yeah. Just look at, they picked. You push it, dude. You keep going away from the. Is that better? Uh, yeah. They picked for their VP candidate, they picked like the most anodyne non-inspiring VP candidate. And it's like, what are you doing? Like should have been playing, Warren. Should have been two women. I would have voted for him if you're it was playing Warren. by rules that aren't in effect this time around. And that's when I got really nervous. As soon as she picked Tim Kane, I'm like, oh fuck, they're playing standard presidential they're playing campaign standard games. Ball. Yeah, that's fucking true. And we ain't you know too many kids who went to Harvard who wanted to see they wanted to believe, you know, and they weren't being realistic. They weren't saying things have changed. 
we need to change with the things. They were just as exactly as you're saying. They were just playing it. Yeah. The way that they had been taught, this is how you win, you know? By the way, if I could just talk to the listeners, because there are some people who are much better at this. First of all, I'm a stand-up comic. Yeah. You're doing fine. I write, you know, but what I want to say is that I'm sure there are things that I, there are missed opportunities here, and I'm sorry to all of the sentient Hillary Anybody, Anybody that listens. I don't think you're doing bad at all. Anybody that listens is, you know, I always put out a call for guests, so people that, if anybody complains about who's on or who's not on, um, you know. Well, I just I hope to be I hope anybody to be who's a, a, a full accounting as best I can because I did follow it very very closely yeah. daily yeah. hourly sometimes. Uh, and but this uh, is what yeah. this is this is the Matteo thing. Case in point is Matteo is doing. A uh, perfect job. Yeah, and now points. and now you need <laughs> a validation. Well, no, no, no. I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out to the people who know this stuff forward and backward, and are like, "Why didn't he say this? Why didn't she say that? That stupid bitch." And but they're not wrong. Again, they're not the wrong. Problem, kids. That's the problem with Hillary supporters in general. If anybody that. listened to this podcast, that would be a risk. <laughs> Since no one does, don't we do, worry. We have we have regular listeners. There's like the one, no, one to two. We've got. <laughs> I'm, I'm infecting Isaac. Great. I didn't. I didn't promote our past. I didn't promote our past two episodes one bit just as a little test and we have some nice solid numbers really i don't even know i'm pretty happy with that good hi guys i think it's so much better to just not to care about it at all it's so much better no i don't pay no attention it's it's are we done with this uh no there's still some in there Isaac and Charles are fighting over the bottle of wine, We're like the hounds. end of the Gervention hammer. <laughs> this is a question I have. What is it? Did you vote for Hillary? And were you a Hillary supporter in two thousand eight versus Obama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, why? Because Hillary did something that I. These. This is. There are many little tiny stories about Hillary that are out there. So this Can one, what I thought was particularly oh. impressive, when she got into the Senate, she became part of the Senate Prayer Circle which uh, was for mostly conservative Republican senators who worshiped together on Sundays. And she would go to those Sunday worship meetings uh, and services with these guys and just talk to them about what was important. And you will find so many Republicans, uh, reasonable Republicans, establishment Republicans say that Hillary really did her homework in terms of bridging cultural divides in a way that no other senator was really doing. And it's, and it's what allowed her to be as effective as a senator as she was. So for me, when, when Barack Obama was running, I just thought, first of all, he don't have the time. He didn't know this game the way that my girl Hillary knows this game. And uh, I think he's a genius. And I think if he just waits, just let her have this, just, just, just you know, slow your roll. Um, but you're going to learn some stuff in the Senate about what it takes to really win those middle guys over. He didn't do that. No, he didn't and, do that at all. And, and, and senators hazed him yeah. when he got into the White House, and then he never adjusted and kept a very distanced, cold relationship to the Hill. And Hillary didn't do that and wouldn't have done that as president. One but of the would things- she have won? I don't think she would have won. Well, first of all, we don't know. I think I, Hillary. I, she I think won. Hillary. Was that what was that? Romney, McCain. Oh, she would have been McCain Hillary, Palin. She, she would have lost. She, nobody. I think McCain, Hillary Palin winning, would have never won. If she would have won, she would have been the establishment would, Republicans' best chance yeah. to rebuild a centrist party. In two thousand eight. Now, 
Oh, this year? Yes. Oh, you're about this year. That's another real, I think, uh, that's another real letdown for us on our side, is that I think she would have done some amazing outreach work. I, that this is stuff is that I've also happen. read about Hillary, that she was very effective as a senator. What did she do as a senator? Though? Like, I, I don't know. She co-sponsored know. a number of bills with Republicans. She was very good at at making alliances with Republicans and, and compromise. She's very, from everything that I've read about her, she's hyper-skilled at listening, and she's hyper-skilled at, uh, you know, when she when she first went to the Senate, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, we're going to remind her she's just one of 100. And by the end of her terms, how many terms was she there? Two? Two. Two terms. She had uh, co-sponsored a bunch of bills with like Trent Lott and all these. But anything good? Like what type, What had she done? I have no idea. I honestly have no clue. Off the top of my head, I don't know. But I know that she was renowned for that. Um, but- I, one of the critiques I kept getting from the right, though, in this election yeah. is that she never really accomplished much in any of her careers. And I don't know, again, I have that's no always, idea if that's true. That's a standard, that's just a standard critique of, of people from Congress running. Yeah, it's like, it's what, very can hard. You, what, what can you do really anyway? It's very yeah, hard, you know, that's true. It's very hard to, there's, she, she slammed Bernie with the same complaint. Yeah, and that's oh, that's right. Yeah. Bernie, you know, lives in this universe where a lot of what he would be uh, sponsoring or co-sponsoring would be not is achievable. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a, it's it's a hard, it's hard to say, oh, so-and-so wasn't effective. I feel like the biggest thing that she did is vote for the Iraq war. And it's like that's well, that, that's, that's not on the biggest thing that she forever, did, but right? that's the thing that, that fucked you, her. That you've, yeah, that you, you know, can't escape. That that was the original sin of so many Democrats uh, was was that position, right? And but, that's something. So that here, as Obama I, didn't what I want to know from a from a real Hillary supporter is all these things that all the corruption, right? So, what corruption? So so say the the tons of money, Bill Clinton pardoning pardoning Mark Rich, right? All the tons of money. Well, that, okay, but well, the, let's, the, let's separate through, Bill from Hillary. Sure, sure, but that was a Clinton Foundation thing. That was what? like, so do you know Mark Rich was this like international right? But that but that pardon happened the last week of his presidency, exactly. And so, yeah. what, are we talking about the Clinton Global That's Initiative? The other, that was linked into something about the Clinton the investigation for oh, that girl. It is the blind leading the blind over here. The, no, something Isaac about just, that. This, it can't yeah, be something right. about it, Isaac. It has to be the thing. I'm you can't get sucked thing. into this thing where the actions of Bill. All right, represent fine, fine, plus, fine. Plus, Isaac, okay, I fine. think you're, exa- you're You know what? For, again, for our side, this kind of sort of like loosey goosey relationship with the reality no, okay. of the corruption so charges here's some real is also reality. a huge problem. Here's some real reality. For us. <laughs> real reality. Okay. Clinton staffers paid to start violence at Trump rallies. That is. Rock solid. There was a guy, and when he was weeded out, he was dismissed immediately. That same guy was the one responsible for making like the weird duck outfits, like Trump ducks. Yeah, it was right before that. There were all these tactics of doing that. She got well. That's she one. got campaign that's questions. That's one. She got ca- questions from several, more than several of the. CNN people are sorry, just Donna Brazil, but she got more than several she campaign got questions. One no, she debate got, no, question. No, she got from several. Donna Brazil. Okay, which, several. Okay, if you'd like to list them, like we can go through that. But I don't know which I, one. I just okay. So what are you saying? The that the stink of corruption is on Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Any objective newspaper that looked at her record in terms of lying 
put her at uh, on on the on the low end. I think twenty seven percent of the things. Any objective newspaper does that exist? Any, any in mainstream this any mainstream newspaper. Who are all on her side? Po- Politico took a look at it. New York Times took a look at it. USA Today, uh, you know. And by any metric, by any metric, her sort, her bending the, of the truth, twenty seven percent of the time versus eighty nine percent for like Donald Trump, it was ridiculous, and that's not the number of t- Trump supporters. Relax, but it was far and away a huge difference. The stink of corruption on Hillary is a media fabrication. It is a Republican crafted product that has been. Built over 30 years, the 30 years that this that this woman's been in the public eye. It's it's guilt by association, it's conspiracy theory. There is nothing to it. Oh, that's so what bad. has she been what has she been convicted of, Isaac? Convicted. Of course, what? she's not gonna get convicted no, of anything. Because there's nothing there. That, it, there's nothing just, there. It's just not the case. Look, she she uh, got lay, lay one. When did I she, just when was told she in jail you, again? Her guy. Her guy that, paid Listen, to start violence at Trump's think, rallies. You Why think don't you that care about Hillary that? had a backroom talk with them and Absolutely. said, hey, one dude, what would be great is if you could go to a Trump rally one day and kick up some dust. Isaac, that's nuts. Dude, the same guy. Really? You this, think that? Dude, the same okay, guy. Well, we're on planet dude, Claire. The same guy said, said. Clinton wants the ducks at the rallies. We put the ducks at the rallies. Clearly, this guy was in communication with Clinton, but, <laughs> and he started I, I, violence I, at Trump rallies. It's insane. This see? is an employee of hers. Of course she has agency over her employees. You're, you're really arguing about a very weird, small... Right. I mean, come at me with the emails. Come at me with the Clinton all. Global Initiative. You are paying people to start violence at your opponent's rallies so you can then Isaac, frame him joking. as violence? You're, you're, being, you're being facetious. That's insane. We were having such a nice you're, discussion. And, and she gets... She, she has... Reporters, <laughs> she has reporters that she's feeding questions to. They're feeding her questions back. They're asking her, these are all on paper. Bernstein threatened Montel Williams to give a positive quote. This was a complete co coexisting effort between the top people in the media and the Clinton campaign. Girl, Obviously, hey, the next time I can't reach something in the top most cupboard, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you because that stretch. Wait, what? The, the way that you can stretch something mm-hmm. is unbelievable. You are. I think those are Isaac, all you're legitimate. Just, you're just things. citing weird stuff. Like I, the the problem with Hillary is often that she's just surrounded. There's just so much like surrounding sketchiness. Yeah. That exactly. One of the things that you just want to shake them all and say is like, guys, you gotta, you have to stop doing dumb stuff. There's yeah, too much dumb. That's stuff. what I'm saying. It's but, corruption. But it's, it's corruption. Stuff. The it's point. The point that you're making is like. It's all these small, minor things. That's not it, minor. It's hard. Getting a debate question, several debate questions, that's not minor. That's a big fucking deal. Okay, but... You I don't mean, do Isaac, that. You that, don't do it, that and get caught. Was, Maybe you do it, you don't get fucking caught. I, I agree that that's dumb. and That, that is dumb. That it shouldn't have happened. But it's also like, okay, but what does that have to do with governing... A country. What it has like, to do with governing exactly a country is when you are up policy. against a candidate whose entire narrative about you is that you are part of a corrupt, rigged media system. You know system, what's great about this? And is then I it keep comes shifting out. sides about who I'm, who I'm bitching. <laughs> you're, you're part of <laughs> we'll a corrupt, a rigged Thank media you, system, and that's the entire <laughs> narrative against you. And he's constantly up there being like, they're but cheating that's, against that's, me. They're cheating against dick. me. Hold on. And then it comes out that, in fact, in fact, 
CNN is cheating against him. Do you see how that makes him look so fucking good and it makes her look so fucking bad? But how do you, but at the same time, you have hours of coverage of, of especially in the early days of his campaign, you have hours of coverage of his political rallies just presented on television. So these arguments about like, oh, she got questions and that's a million times worse than the free press. Well, it's that not he's the been, same thing. But it, one, exactly one is intent and one thing. is just trying to sell clicks, you know? But they have the same, but it's not about the intent. It's about the effect of what the coverage is. You know, it's, it, you get into the zone about the media being in the bag and there's this conspiracy. And I don't think it's so much conspiracy as it is... You know, just these individual situations that have occurred. Mm-hmm. You're just not citing anything where I'm like, that is real fucking corrupt. You're citing all these weird little things. Where I'm like, that's shady. And it's amazing to me that her people can't be smart enough not to do this dumb shit. Right. Uh, right. But out of being overly cautious, I feel like out it, of wanting to make things look better than they are sometimes. Yeah. But and it then, is, but I don't think it rises to the level that's of the corruption. With the, the Clinton- <laughs> it's got total I mean, look, I understand that we cannot attribute all of the acts of her husband to her, right? I get that, okay? However, the Clintons are the Clintons. They're an institution. They have a massive foundation. That's their brand. You can't really separate them that much, right? Yeah, but you're talking Why about did Mark Rich being pardoned. Let, no, let's, but let's talk about that. Why did Bill Clinton pardon Mark Rich in the last week of his I think we're going to lose Why? listeners because we're not relitigating, relitigating the 90s and certainly not Bill Clinton. He's not on the table today. It but is, he it's Hillary. Is, the Clintons are on the table and this is part of the Clintons brand, surely. Okay. But, that they're corrupt and, and not only are they corrupt, they're kind of corrupt in the pocket of these like really powerful, yeah, I'm not going to say it, really powerful international people who are bankers Jews. and yeah, <laughs> and you know, and well, they're kind of in the I pocket think, of I those people, and it's like, and it's like, oh, you're getting speeches from Goldman Sachs, and then you're pardoning Mark Rich, and oh, now you're in the pocket of CNN. It's like it's a theme. Here. I, I mean, Ma- I Maddie, you do have to admit that, like, one of the things that's really puzzling about her was, you know, as someone that is like, okay, I'm going to run for president. I mm-hmm. know I'm doing these things. She just, there's so many things that she engaged in that if she just hadn't done. You're, you're going to have to list them. At least a couple. Well, for instance, mean? the Goldman Sachs speeches. I don't just, regret her that. Just to be just smart enough to go, I'm running for president in blank years. I probably should not be giving these speeches. Like, I don't need that money that badly. Did you ever read the Thomas Frank article, Nora Lender B? No, wait. It's let great. me answer Charles's question first. All right, sorry. Uh, Look, if if you're someone who wants to have an open dialogue with very intelligent people and you don't want, you, you need to work with them in the future and they want to come hear you speak. And that's a way that as a, you know, first of all, money is power and it, you know, you can, you can further your interest by having the capital to do that. Sure. I, I don't blame the Clintons for making money. And I don't know if that's even necessary. Just because the, the problem here is that when we say somebody goes to give a talk to a Goldman Listen, Sachs, you're not gonna, now we are you, in the pocket of Goldman you're, Sachs. You're not going to find me arguing that I get the, the optics of it. I it's get the, the optics. I hear you. Not it's the optics. Exactly. It's the optics. No, it's, for sure. I don't think she in her mind is like a horrible person. You it's, know, it's being smart yeah, enough. Yeah. 
to avoid the, the one of the things that's so frustrating and one of the things you look at with the Obama administration that they have been okay. amazingly able to do is they've really avoided well, major non bullshit created scandals. Yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah, but somehow. but at the same but on the but, same token, how effective have the Obamas, you know, really, really been in that been, kind of stratus yeah. of, of of society? But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about Hillary. Obama agree that 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 that's that you can just point to that and say that's one of those single yeah, most effective. Thing. That's true. It's Absolutely, and it will survive him. Thankfully, thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get it, but you have to remember what Hillary is just a person, and and the fact that she has been scrutinized to the level that she has 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 also made her a little arrogant. And I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. But does it rise to the level of corruption? You're not no. listen. That's not what I'm saying. I am not saying it's corrupt. The I'm, optics I'm are saying, bad. I agree. It I'm, is certainly corrupt. And it was a factor. Maybe and it's it was not a factor. that corrupt. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm That's a difficult that truth. One of, I'm saying that the problem that annoys me is that, especially as somebody that supported Bernie, yeah. was that I had a lot of finger wagging and lecturing from these Clinton supporters okay. about, um, you know, run a better campaign and more qualified, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I just had to listen to that shit for months. And I, you know, when she, when she got the nomination, I was like, yeah, I'll vote for her. You know, I'll do it. But it's annoying now in retrospect. I get it. You guys didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I get it. You're right. You're full of shit. And you lost an election to Donald Trump. Yeah. The the second least popular candidate ever. I agree. And that's, but that's not just Hillary. And that's my point. No, I agree. I listen, like I said, if I if she had been running against a standard Republican and she ran that campaign, she would have won. Yeah. You know, that's all that there is to it. She would have yeah. won. They but just the, didn't they didn't bob and weave when they should have bobbed and weaved. And they got hit. You know? But and I don't they, even they, think, they didn't duck. Like like the punch was coming and they were so I, dedicated I to this being the person that they just did it anyway. She out, No, I disagree with that. She outboxed him campaign-wise. Oh, totally. Wise. No, she, she outboxed him campaign-wise in the old sense, right? But that's what you're saying when you're saying Bob and Weave. You're talking, you're using boxing metaphors, but she outboxed him. If that was a standard election, she would have eaten yes, him alive. Yes, agreed but completely. It, it I'm talking about wasn't. they as in the she Democratic She was boxing and he was doing UFC. That's what the problem <laughs> yeah, exactly. was. No, yeah, but totally. Wait a I'm with you. But I'm you with you. I'm with you. You're giving too much credit to Trump's team here. There were They were... They were five guys in an elephant suit. No, totally. Yeah. You're right. Which, How many which is, changes that's what's so campaign insane. managers? This, well, because this had, again, it's not because Trump was that great a candidate. And it's not even because Hillary was that bad a candidate. This was something else. And but, it's because both parties left behind 50% of the electorate a well, long time ago. But you can't discredit what's happened in England. Yeah, it's the Cre- same shit. It is. And what's happening all across Europe. Yeah. The situation... That Europe is facing is 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 difficult in that they're dealing with Muslims being so visible and and being the dominant immigrant culture in in their on their continent, and that's not going to stop. And there has been no mechanism to integrate these immigrants. And what was really weird about this was that the United States is famous for being able to assimilate our immigrants. So it's really, really tricky now. Looking ahead, looking forward, as the environment continues to degrade, 
you're going to start to have a mass exodus due to drought and, uh, you know, you're going to have these environmental refugees moving en masse into, into Europe from Northern Africa. I don't know how they fix that given, or I don't know how they address that given that Europe is becoming more and more conservative right wing. And I thought we were going to make a better choice and sort of show them the way. But it seems like whatever has infected the the conservatives of Europe has now, it, it seems to be happening over here too. For sure. So let me ask you both of you guys this. Why do you think, because this was clearly almost identical to Brexit, right? And you have Marine Le Pen in France. You have another woman actually who, there was a big New Yorker article about who's like Trump, Germany. You have this happening everywhere. This same exact thing that's happening here. So what do you think the cause of that is? I think white people are a little upset that they smell different smells when they walk down the street, cooking from shops that they're not used to seeing, full of people (laughs) that don't don't look like them. Listen, who has addressed those concerns in our government. There was a vacuum of leadership when it came to this new, you know, this was a madman party and a modern family world. And nobody except Trump went in there and addressed these people's. But these people, Id. why are these people angry in England, in Europe? Why do you think? Why are, why are these people angry everywhere? Well, I think that a lot of people, I don't know, I haven't, I don't live in Europe, so I can't, it's hard for me to speak to the experience of people. Sorry, can I jump in there? Because yeah. I lived in Germany for eight years. Yeah, yeah. It's the social welfare. So not only are they seeing different people, not only do they have to put up with them and tolerate them and they're made to and they're condescended to when they don't, they've got to pay for them. And as far as they're concerned, it was them and their parents and their parents' parents who built this place. And those people should not benefit from the hard work that they and their families, you know, did to build the country and to make it what it was. I don't think that that's wrong, what you're saying. And I think that that's sort of the dark way of looking at it. What it, right? That said, I've been to a lot of these places. I did like a a whole tour through the Rust Belt uh, a couple of years ago. And well, Manny was just talking I about can, Europe specifically sh- right now. Oh, I thought you were talking about here too. No, no but you I, asked about Europe, and he said, as someone well, who no, lived in Germany for a blank number of years. No, sure, but I mean, opinion. if we're talking about the smells emanating from the, but it's et cetera, different. Right? I get the, that image. I understand is, the image that you're talking about, but but that's not genuinely in Youngstown, Ohio, in you know these shitty places in Michigan. You go there, and it. I went there, and I was fucking shocked because I was like. This looks like the like the scene in Saving Private Ryan where like Berlin is they're leaving Berlin and it's in ruins. Like that's what this looks like. All those people went somewhere. Those people were refugees, they're economic refugees, but they fucking moved to Arizona. Who knows where they went? They were for the most part, not all, but a lot of them were white traditionally Christian people, right? They globalization essentially took their livelihoods from them. I mean, it, they took their communities away. Mm-hmm. All those jobs over and over and over again went overseas or they went to machines. Right. You know, uh, in, in uh, Pittsburgh, I went to Pittsburgh, there used to be 72 steel refineries in Pittsburgh employing like 2 million people or something like that. So some insane amount. 
That was in 1975. Today, there is zero. <laughs> so all those people, those millions and millions of white families, and it's happening in Europe, it's happening in Germany, it's happening everywhere as globalization gets bigger and bigger, they all just got kind of fucked, you know? So the question is, what do we do? Like, what what happens to those people now? Like, what do, do they just, is it like, hey, fuck you, personal responsibility. That was your thing. Learn some new skills, right? I mean, is that the message we send them? Maybe it is. Or do we try and give them back some semblance of their their lives? That's not coming back. Yeah, it might. You're, you might be right. Those jobs aren't coming back. But, you know, there are so many, there's so much work to do around the world in terms of, you know, upgrading infrastructure, uh, completely rebuilding homes to be green. Um, yeah, right. And that's, those are things that we should be doing. And that's a big thing. Trump infrastructure is like one of his three things. Yeah, but let's, but do you know what? Here's what pisses me off as a Democrat is that the Republicans have choked off infrastructure bills for years until they got somebody in there to take credit for it. And now they're yeah. going to pass oh, it. Totally. You're right. And the Democrats have no choice because we always do the right fucking thing. <laughs> and they get to walk away looking like the goddamn heroes. Yeah, it's I'm true. done. I'm an, it's enough. Well, it's this game that they play. And then we've got to be the bigger ones. That's why I'm going to be as gay as I can 24 <laughs> 7. You should have seen me order an egg McMuffin this morning at McDonald's. <laughs> just like, glitter. Fuck. I farted glitter all over the cashier. I don't care. I don't give a yeah. fuck. Uh, no, I I get was, was the word yes. Yeah. Did you say yes? Yes, bitch. Hash browns <laughs> did, too, honey. You, you just need to move to like. Do you know how out of the country I was, just do I, that? I thought yas was entirely based on that video with the cat saying yes. <laughs> like I somebody had to tell me like that that's not where it came from. <laughs> I had oh, to read an Charles. article about it. You were like, don't you know the video with the cat? <laughs> <laughs> All my knowledge is acquired Look, by a cat. We're videos. gonna do. What we've always done, us liberals, and that's the right thing. We're going to be the big guys in the room, as we've always been. When they go low, begrudgingly, we will fucking go high. But let's not forget who's doing that. It's us. It's not the other side. They're angry. They'd rather burn the place down that we all live in than fix it. And let's not forget that. And let's remind but let's also not forget that the Democrats have abandoned... They abandoned the unions, uh, the, you know? The unions. That's on them. They abandoned the traditional coalition that supported the Democratic Party. I agree. You can't ages. get around the fact that 40% of Democrats voted for, for Trump. It's... For that reason. You know, it's... And I, I make I make no apologies for that. And one of... But one of, the, one of the weird reasons for that is, you know, the Democrats spent... There was... Especially in the 90s, there was this you know, third way centrism thing where we were chasing uh, Republican votes so yeah. much. And part of right. the abandonment of unions and the abandonment of, of the working class was kind of done for but, that but purpose. But you have to admire the political chutzpah of that, right? Which is you, you just, you gamble big because they were trying to rebuild the Democratic Party as a party of sensible people who wanted to move the business of the country forward and they failed because we had an imperfect messenger in Bill Clinton. They tore him down for getting a BJ in, in the white house and, and coupled all kinds of moral bullshit yeah. with, but why did, but why did Al Gore 
lose in 2000. Al Gore did not lose. He won the popular vote. And what he a, was he, the Supreme Court, which never should have heard that case in the first place, chose George W. Bush. Well, and Je- Jeb Bush cheated in Florida, clearly. Anyway, I mean, that was a total hijack. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm <laughs> for fuck the Electoral College if we could have avoided yes. Bush. I mean, Jesus. Yep. I mean, I, th- that said, I, the Clintons yeah. were clearly, look, everything is all well and good. Nobody becomes a fucking national socialist when things are fine. You know, they, right. that only happens. These it, really angry, this only, they, white people are only really angry when they don't have shit, you know? So maybe they're wrong, maybe they're well, flawed, but at the end of the day, it was the Democrats, it was always the leftists. The leftists are Marx, are the people, right? It was always their job to take care of those people. And at a certain point, largely because of the Clintons, those people got left behind. And what's terrifying, the terrifying thing when the left leaves behind the working people and the right can pick them up what happens then you really do get national socialism and that's what's fucking happening now so i feel like the dems do have a lot of responsibility for not listening to bernie sorry i just have to push back on this what do you mean national socialism like yeah what nazism. do you think i mean that's what nazism is national socialism oh oh and you you think trump's going to usher in this age of no, I certainly don't think Trump is a Nazi, but I'm saying the inclination of clinging to both like national identity mm-hmm. and the need to like better the people is a dangerous thing for this reason. And right. honestly, if the left had stuck with battling for the people, we wouldn't be here right now, you know? I mean, but again, I mean, we can say that, but who who's to say? I if you asked any person in the democratic leadership if that's the business that they were up to they'd probably say yeah we were trying to reach out to those people we were trying to figure them out we were trying to figure out you know but plus oh and it's not just that it's not just that because yes it's the economy stupid but there's other stuff that you know were a real big concern for the last eight years first of all rescuing the economy uh, and then saving the auto industry and then uh, getting Obamacare passed while the Dems still had control of the branches of government they needed to have to do that. Um, there have been other priorities, certainly, you know, winding down these wars. So it it's not that it's not that they were ignored necessarily, but we had other fires to put out. And so I, I don't really want to, you know, cast too much blame. I think it's about taking responsibility. Uh, and nobody took responsibility for these people. Nobody was accountable for these people. Joe Biden said it weeks before the election. Like, I'm really afraid no one's been voicing these people's concern. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, and he ended up being absolutely right. Yeah. Who knows what kind of a candidate he would have been in retrospect. Uh, he would have been boy, but... Yeah. But, but uh, again, the Clintons, Clinton, the Clintonistas would not have let him be the candidate. That's the problem, is that... Listen, I I think you're giving them too much credit. They're not these these political organizations are not the well-oiled. I'm not saying they're not the that you no, 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 believe no, no. that they are. No, no, I think it's, it's the will of the people, really. I think more people picked Hillary over Bernie. I think more people they, would have picked Hillary over Joe Biden. Uh, but that that gets into the question of would the scales have been tipped? Oh, but yeah, and it's also the right people. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's more people. 
Maybe the Electoral College is maybe fucked. Maybe you're right about that. But yeah. it has to be yeah. the right people I picking. Agree.